Welcome to the Hidden Wise 30-minute power segment. I am passionate about creating a lifestyle that minimizes suffering and regret. The purpose of life is not simply to survive, but to thrive, and I believe we do that by creating a life with greater freedom, fulfillment, and happiness. Each week, I'll be delivering a 30-minute conversation with a guest expert on a topic that they are knowledgeable and passionate about, with the purpose to inspire and educate us all. I don't have all the answers. I'm simply trying to figure life out. And through greater awareness and understanding, I can put into practice what I learned to further my life's progression. I can't give you your life's map. I can't show you the way, but I can assist you in discovering your why. I can help you define your life's compass to guide you purposefully to act on and pursue your life's desires. And from there, watch happiness ensue. My guests are the experts. They are the people I learn from. They provide the inspiration, education, and methodology that we can all benefit from in better navigating the ultimate life. Without further ado, let the show begin. Welcome to the Hidden Wire Podcast. This is episode 875, and this is my interview with Aaron Gendel. The topic today is conquest. Aaron himself is the author, best-selling author of his book, Conquest, 10 Simple Steps to Conquer Life and Leave a Lasting Legacy. He since founded Writer Book University, where he helps others tell their story and leave their legacy by book writing. He's gone through his own personal journey through illness, where he discovered something else to life and that was sharing a story that could potentially help others and in doing so now helping others write their story so they can also do the same guys enjoy this interview with aaron gendel hey aaron welcome to the hidden white podcast how are you hey doing greatly thank you so much for having me excited to be here fantastic to have you on the show mate i'm really looking forward to discussing this topic with you and the uh, the topic today is conquest so where do we begin with conquest mate where did it start with you yeah, so it's been a quite a journey. Uh, Conquest evolved over my experience of something that actually happened about five years ago. Yeah, I got I got uh, pretty sick and and uh, it led me down a path of trying to heal myself emotionally, physically, and uh, led me eventually write this book. The the book of conquest. Yes, conquest so- is the title of the book. If listeners didn't quite catch that, but yeah, the. The title of the book is Conquest, 10 Simple Steps to Conquer Life and Leave a Lasting Legacy. So is so the story evolved from um, the illness that you had and the, 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 I guess the challenges that you went through for that? Or is it, I mean, is it just about that or is it about something more? Yeah. I don't know it, if there it is really, more. It came from that for sure. It, yeah. It, uh, yeah and, and I guess I can lead to, you know, why I named it the way I did, but Starting off, I guess, uh, you know, tacking on to what I just said, really, it just, I had a an experience where I got really sick, and um, it was a, a period of time of life where I was under a lot of stress, really, and was moving across country, uh, trying to build a custom home, had my second child about to be born, starting a new job, so all these big major life changes, yeah. and just a lot of stress going on, which I believe heavily contributed to me being sick, even though the disease I was diagnosed with is just called Crohn's. Uh, You know, they'll say that that they don't really know why people get it. Yes. I mean, you look uh, quite young. So, I mean, obviously, I don't know, you're pretty young and this occurred. Yeah, exactly. So, this was even uh, when I was a little younger, even five five years before this. And Mm. so, yeah, I was... 
I was young. I actually had owned a, a gym in California that I'd sold only like nine months before I started getting sick. Mm. And so like I, and at that point I was like really in really good shape and been in probably the best shape of my life was surfing a lot and, and just working out a lot. But in that time period of the nine months after selling, I kind of stopped with my fitness routines and my normal health and, you know, eating routines with being stressed out. And yeah, I, I, I got this illness, which came out of the blue out of nowhere. And it really, it really sucks to have, uh, you know, be told like, Hey, you got this chronic thing that will never go away. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so that I can tell you more about it, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's how, that's the how journey this all came about. Yeah. So, so before that, none of this idea, this conquest, um, your podcast, cause you've got a podcast now as well. You help other yeah. people write books and tell their stories. That was all triggered by by this um, time of your life. Yeah, exactly. The basically the amazing results I was able to achieve, and I'll just give kind of a shortened version of it. Yeah. Really, I I I did a lot of research in the in the time frame I was having these symptoms and waiting to be diagnosed. Really, just kind of had gone through some tests and and I I've always been that self taught self learner kind of just digging into stuff. And what I realized by just reading through forums and blogs, I, I thought I'd had something like this or irritable bowel disease, and there's a couple of different forms. And so I really just dove right in and, and tried to discover, hey, well, what can I do to, to help myself feel better without waiting, you know, like without waiting for the doctors or yeah. for them to tell me even what I have. Um, and because as I started reading and listening to uh, others talk, they, a lot of people were very sick and they were um, having to take medicines that could make you even sicker. It was, uh, a lot of them are immune suppressants that could make you uh, very sick if if you actually get a different type of infection. It makes you a little more vulnerable to that. And with a young family uh, trying to, you know, being the sole, you know, the, the bread, breadwinner of the family, really just trying to see, hey, how, how could I do all this and and not jeopardize my health even further. And, and so I, you know, I just went on a mission to, to do that and found some, found up one particular doctor and just had some experience with some documentaries. And it all led me down to a path of trying to uh, just really change the, the diet that I had, some of the things I was doing to manage my stress. And, you know, I, I decided, Hey, I wasn't going to take medicine. And I just, just thought I, I could make it happen. So I really... Natural uh, remedies. Yeah, natural remedies. Uh, one of the doctors I, I alluded to, his name is Dr. Mark Hyman. A lot of people have probably heard of him. He's yeah. pretty well known, especially, um, you know, around the, you know, the gut issues and things like that. And yeah, he had a, he had a diet specifically kind of recommended and a detox that I went through that was like this big food elimination diet. And so I went on that and, and it was like a lot of drinking broth, vegetable broth, and really just kind of getting rid of things that might agitate and balancing out your pH. And and then as I got, I felt a little better after that. And then as I uh, went forward with his recommendations, he, he recommended a certain diet. He believes in this pagan diet. It's called, it's like a mix between paleo and vegan. And what he a big part of what stood out to me is he prescribes that 75% of your diet should be fruits and vegetables. Yeah. And I had a real hard time at, with that at first because I was like, how, how am I going to do that? Consume that, you know, it's, it's very challenging, especially in the, 
you know, with the American diet, you know, it's just not really what's done. And, and what I was used to, even though I was pretty healthy, I was consuming, you know, a lot of meats and, um, you know, just things that he wasn't prescribing. Yeah, right. And so through some of the forums that I was, I was, uh, you know, reading, I also found some people talking about how they done a lot of juicing and, and blending. And there's a subtle difference there, but essentially breaking down the foods and able to, allow your stomach to uh, absorb all those nutrients yeah. and do that quickly without having to tax your you know, intestines and, right. and digest all that food. And, uh, and then I was able to get that 75% of, you know, the fruits and vegetables I needed with what Dr. Iman recommended and, okay. you know, combined th- that with other things like um, just other stress relievers that I had done uh, to, you know, to, um, just really focus on some more of the positive things happening in my life to, uh, going in to saunas and, and relaxing a hot bath at night. Some of, some of those types of uh, rituals that I started to develop, Okay. you know, and, and before long, like I think probably within three months of starting doing all that, I was actually symptom free. And it was even before I'd gone into the doctor's office again, like they had diagnosed me finally with Crohn's and, some scheduling delays happened and I went in to finally see the doctor who is, you know, I would figured was going to prescribe me some type of medicine to help me. He, uh, he asked me how I was feeling and I said, Hey, I'm, I'm feeling great and I don't have any more symptoms. And he, he kind of looked at me in surprise because he said that no one's ever walked into his office before ever having told him that, you know? Mm. And so that's, that's, isn't it? Good that's feeling. What, yeah, it was an amazing experience to know that he also didn't try to, you know, push anything else on me and, you know, said, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it up, essentially. Yeah. So, it, I mean, it sounds like before um, your illness, I mean, you were you had a fitness center or a gym. Yeah. Um, you must have been a, a pretty fit guy, I assume. Yeah, yeah um, definitely. Looking back to it and, and really the diet it was the part of, of that piece of the puzzle, I guess, of health that maybe was missing. Is that sort of what you, you look and reflect back on now? Yeah, I feel like if I was, I was, you know, really focused on that or had that still part of my regimen, I question whether, yeah, I would have, this would have happened. But I also think that I let stress really get to me. So I just was overwhelmed with that stress. And, and believe it or not, I mean, it's funny to say, maybe people might laugh at this, but two months before probably I, I had my first symptoms, I was literally telling myself, hey, I hope I don't give myself any kind of stomach problem because I was under that, you know, that much stress at the time. Right. And, you know, lo and behold, <laughs> something happens. And, mm. But I do believe in the power of the mind for that reason. And, and my book came across or came about really because of my wanting to help really my family, my kids, because uh, they, were, they were telling me that this disease could be genetic. And I was like, hey, man, if, if anything like this were to happen to my kids, I need to have it down on paper. I need to record it. And then it just turned into a book, really, that I felt like everybody needed to hear what had happened to me and could use the information, anybody that was maybe in a similar situation, at least, and what yep. they might do to help themselves. Yeah, it's perfect. Perfect. Uh, I mean, a, a real good indication, a real good motivation, I suppose, in writing a book is, you know, is to do that, sharing a story to ideally help others. I think that makes generally a quality book. Yeah, exactly. And I, like as you alluded to, I have a podcast and I interview authors every single day. And, and that's really 
actually the number one response I get is, and I ask them why, why did, why did you write your book or what's been the very best part of writing your book? And they always seem to respond most of the time with, well, it's, it's because, uh, you know, or it's when I get all the feedback and the emails and the, the tweets that say, Hey, you helped me so much, or you even saved my life with your book. You know, that's, uh, you know, it's, it's a big motivation, I think, for a lot of people, for sure. So is the book mostly about, I mean, obviously about your journey through that, but is it mostly about the diet then, or is it about something else altogether? Yeah, you might think that. And in the beginning, I thought that that's what I would focus the book on entirely. But as I reflected on what I'd gone through, I actually started to better understand some of the mindset shifts I had to have in order to overcome uh, you know, overcome or when you might say conquer Crohn's and, and that's kind of why I, I named it that way. You know, I feel like I conquered the disease and also it led me to, to this quote that, uh, I really like it's by Ben Franklin. He says, if you would not be forgotten as soon as you're dead and rotten, then either write something worth reading or do something worth writing about. And that really stood out to me that, Hey, hmm. this is a Good. book's a legacy, you know, that you're going to leave before, you know, you, or when you're gone, this is going to hang around for hopefully a while and people might get something out of it and, and can influence people well after. And um, I like to combine those two points from Ben Franklin's quote and just say, you know, basically write something great and also do big things, you know, that's kind of been become my motto really. Yeah. And I think what a lot of people would probably get hold up, held up on with that, that idea is that they have to do something extraordinary or have to write something extraordinary. Um, yeah. But it doesn't really matter. Like even if you do something small that helps one person or helps to make a slight change in just one other's life, then that's huge fundamentally. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's what I believe in. A lot of the authors I talk to say the same thing. You know, they they really just want to help other other people. And, uh, of course, they we'd all like to help Millions, know, as many yeah. people as possible. Hmm. But um, I think that's also part of, uh, you know, just a myth or uh, a limiting belief to think that you have to do something big to, to write a book. I think a lot of us have experiences in our life, if we really reflect on them, that we can say, hey, uh, this experience I got through could really help somebody. Yeah. Or, or we might also say, like what we do in podcasting and interview people, and you don't have to start a podcast to do this, but... I mean, there's so many amazing people out there that maybe have done something that you want to do also that are really willing to and ready to, you know, talk about it and you can interview them and write a book. So there's there's a lot of different angles and a lot of different ways um, you could approach it if, if you are considering writing a book, I believe. Absolutely. Yeah. Finding out what works best for you. Um, so let's go back to this diet. What's the difference between juicing and blending, first of all? Yeah. So uh, the difference is... Yeah, a lot of people get these confused, but I think of blending basically was with a blender, and so I call okay. it blending when you, you know, you're you're using a blender to throw, you know, fruits, vegetables uh, into uh, something. And you, you basically the big difference is you're you're retaining all the fibers within uh, that fruit or vegetable that you're blending up, and you know whatever else you're putting in there, I guess. So you're yeah. not, um, you know, with juicing, you're actually. Uh, stripping away 
all those fibers and, and there's benefits to those fibers. Mm. So it's not to say that, you know, they're not good They're They are good. And there's different purposes for each, but, um, I did a lot more juicing when I was doing what I was doing because I felt like my body just needed those nutrients and my, it needed to give myself as much of a break as possible. My intestines as much as a break and I could absorb all those nutrients super quick. So I could, I could take a ginger shot and, and certain things don't really taste as, as good. You know, you have to want to actually consume it. So if you, if you were to blend for, for example, for me, if I blend like broccoli, it doesn't taste nearly as good as if I just juice the broccoli. Tyrone. So, yeah. Huh. I've never had juiced or blended broccoli, I don't think, but I love broccoli. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. That's cool. So what, what, just describe to us this diet. Is it still something that you're still doing, by the way? Is it something that is part of your life now? Yeah, I, I still do it to to a degree. Like I still follow uh, what Dr. Hyman recommends, and like I said, it's it's kind of a mix between a paleo diet and a vegan diet. It really consists of, like I said, seventy five percent fruits yeah. and vegetables, and then it's like nuts and eggs and brown rice and and um, you know, like if you do consume meat, it's trying to consume like organic um, certain fish that are low mercury, like salmon, and, and really being like a side portion to your meal instead of like the main course of your meal that's kind of a kind of a reversal of what i think the american diet is most of the time where it's like a big steak and then you know you got these sides that are maybe a big your steak a big side of potato or chips or something and then a small <laughs> yeah. little salad um yeah exactly. yeah crazy what so just run us through what is a, a typical day for you look like from you know when you wake up to when you go to bed meal wise Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, meal wise, I do a lot of, I, I do some juicing, so I'll mix that in. Um, also I'll, I'll wake up a lot of times I actually just boil some hard boiled eggs. So, I'll, you know, I, I have eggs in the morning a lot of times. And then as I go through the day, I usually have at least one smoothie, I call it or, or a blended beverage where I'm blending, um, you know, it's some, some of my uh, fruit I like, you know, whether it doesn't, it, I haven't gotten super strict with the types as much. I do try to consume like less sugary fruit, like maybe pineapple. I wouldn't do as much as, uh, you know, I would, I would try to blend, um, you know, I do like peaches or, uh, apples or things like that. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, I usually have like a, some kind of protein and I'll throw spirulina and it's kind of, uh, another, um, you know, great kind of almost like a superfood in a way. A lot of times when I do blend or juice, I'll juice like a, just a quick ginger shot and, and it's a bit spicy and you, What's you a ginger shot? Maybe. so you just take like raw ginger and mm. throw it through a juicer and take, take the juice from that. And it's, what's it's, the benefits of that? It's amazing. Other than uh, just a superfood. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's uh, got incredible vitamins and nutrients. So yeah, um, I don't have the list off the top of my head, but I just know that I was, when I was researching, I, I just found all the kind of superfoods, um, that are just really, really good for you. And ginger is definitely one of them. One of them. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. a couple of eggs for breakfast, some juice throughout the day, like a, what, one or two sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Maybe are you pretty disciplined about your schedule like or is it pretty flexible? It sounds flexible. What's that? Are you pretty disciplined about your breakfast routine or your, sorry, your meal routine? Yeah. I mean, I, I've been, you know, there's been times I haven't been as strict, but yeah, in general, I'm pretty, I'm pretty strict about, all right, I'm going to eat, I'm going to have, um, you know, something like 
like uh, an eggs or some fruit. And then I have a smoothie at lunch pr- pretty religiously. And then at nighttime, I, I do try to consume um, light, lots of vegetables, like, yeah. like I mentioned. And, and then like just a small portion of protein if I was to do something like salmon. Um, you know, I'll even have, you know, organic steak or chicken as well. But try not to consume as much of, you know, not make that my main meal portion of the meal. Okay. What, um, how have you found, I guess you're probably used to it now, but if you can sort of think back to the adjustment to this sort of diet, was there anything that really helped you incorporate it more in your life or the, you know, the challenges that you face? Because I think for a lot of people when they're looking at a diet change, it can be quite overwhelming and then they're going, oh, well, I don't have, you know, the tools, the resources, the time to do that yeah. sort of thing. Are there any, you know, practical tips, I guess, or bits of advice you can give? Yeah, I would say, you know, the best thing that helped me probably, um, you know, I know some of the processes I, I went through, I was pretty motivated, right? So I, I just made it happen because um, I was sick. I, yeah. I Literally, my worst, I was I was having flu-like symptoms every single day. Hmm. So I, I knew I had to, to get better. Um, and so I, I think a big part of that, because I was still working, and what I, what I did um, was a big part of also what I did was drink a lot of water. Mm-hmm. And I, I drink. I switched to just having purified water. That um, I got something on Amazon that was, uh, you know, a five stage, uh, five stage process to purify water, and it, it really helped me to drink more water because the water tasted good. And then I'd bring like a an actual jug that I bought that was like 64 ounces. And I, I would drink, make sure I drank two of those every single day. And I, I think that really helped me to carve some of the appetite I had to wanting to eat some of the bad foods that I was eating before. Yeah. And then also just the smoothies. I think the smoothies would help fill me up and they were a lot of very good, uh, nutritious stuff like, uh, you know, spinach and, you know, some things like I wouldn't have normally had the time or wanted to prepare for, for lunch as I went to work or, um, but I knew I was getting all those good nutrients. Yeah. So in a way, it sort of made it a little bit easier to digest the, the good stuff. Yeah. Um, do you find, um, and I've found too when I'm sort of more balanced with my health, um, that I'm more easily satiated, I'm more satisfied and generally not as hungry. Like I can eat sort of my basic meal plan is is waking up and I have a bit of white rice, Japanese rice and miso soup. Yeah. Yeah, and then throughout the day I might have some fruit and some nuts, and then I'm, I'm actually I generally don't feel that hungry, um, even though it doesn't seem like a lot of food. And then I'll have you know a bit of dinner, um, and we you know mostly fruit and vegetables throughout the day, and we're trying not to eat meat at the moment, and uh, yeah. it just seems like I've still got the energy and don't have that hunger uh, for rubbish. Although I still do like ice cream and chocolate. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, that's yeah. maybe but yeah, just a that's spoiler. Great. That sounds like we're on a, a similar road there. But um, yeah, no, it's interesting, and, and I think you know people will really find that the energy levels will change, and that that hunger is just amazing. Like you just think, I'm not even eating that much, but I don't feel like I, I need to um, because I guess your, your body's getting the right things. Um, so talk to us about. Yeah, sometimes it. Yep. I was just say sometimes it takes just like you know a few days or even a week to just adjust, and I think if you can tell yourself to hold off for that time, then I think it it gets better, right? Yeah, yeah. When when your body's off off balance, and I can certainly relate, um, you know, drinking on a weekend um, when you as soon as you have alcohol, you just want rubbish foods. 
<laughs> yeah. You know, um, so that's, you know, and when you don't, it's just amazing the difference in what you crave. Um, with your, I mean, your your character, I suppose you sound like a person that puts a lot of pressure on, your, on yourself to achieve um, and perhaps that's that's a reason for a lot of your stress previously. Um, is that something that you can relate to? Like you yeah, like probably. A high performer I mean, I've, or? I think I've always, um, you know, I've always tried, probably been a high achiever. You know, whether that was, you know, in college, um, sports, all that stuff. Um, very competitive, <clears throat> but I also think a lot of, um, I think a lot of even added stress to that really was having a family and wanting to help or wanting to make sure that they were supported and had what they needed. And, and, um, you know, probably put that extra pressure on myself too, to, you know, I want to be there for them really, you know, you know, and I, I, yeah, I probably felt some of that pressure when I was experiencing it. And I, I had to, like I said, probably focus more on, um, the positive things I had to start, you know, bringing gratitude into my practices and just being grateful for what I already had. And some of those mindset shifts that, that really helped me to, to feel a little less stress. And, and I can tell that it made a big difference because, um, you know, I, I later became an executive and had a lot of very stressful situations and I was able to let go a lot more easily after implementing some of these, you know, mindset shifts in my life. Hmm. What, so just in relation to managing stress, what particular practices do you have in your day now to, to manage that? Yeah, so I think the number one thing that helps me is this uh, combination of things I pretty much do every single day. So I I go work out pretty much every single day. I mean, there there might be a day on the weekend that, you know, I don't work out as vigorously, maybe just go for a walk. Yeah. But I do work out and then I, I sit in the sauna every, pretty much every single day. And I, I listen to some meditation or I do some meditation in the time that I'm in the, in the sauna there. And I think that that practice alone is just uh, giving me the energy that I need to continue to do the work that I want to do and just uh, feel a lot less stress, just kind of that stress kind of goes away, I think, after I work out. And also, as I, you know, kind of detox in the sauna, and I, I take a hot bath detox there as well quite bath. often. So, okay. Yeah. So those are some some practices. So that's in the morning, your, your exercise routine, the hot bath, the sauna, and stuff like that? Yeah, the hot bath usually at night, night. maybe before I go to bed. But, the yeah, the workouts, as early as I can do it in the morning. Um, okay. Yeah. That's cool. And is that hot bath just um, at home to use minerals or anything in the water? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely do. I use like muscle kind of relaxers, um, you know, some salts, some sea salts, and um, I'll usually burn some incense and then listen to some relaxing, um, just some in nature, nature uh, sounds or also some meditation that I'll do. Yeah. Yeah, right. Okay. What sort of meditation? Just mindfulness? Yeah, I just... Uh, you just got some apps that I use, um, nothing special, but yeah, I just kind of go through some of those like okay. 10 minute meditations that, uh, kind of walk you through environment. And what about summertime? Like with the hot bath? Yeah. I mean, where I'm at in Florida, yeah, it does get hot. So I kind of get that sauna effect, I guess often <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, I still do it. I, yeah. I, I don't, um, yeah, I, I kind of enjoy that 
uh, that heat, I guess, in, in general. So, yeah, I, I still go through all those practices. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I lived in Japan for a while and um, became hooked on the, the onsen, the hot springs. Yeah, and, that's um, awesome. I tried to get there as many times in the afternoon, evening as I could because um, we had one just around the corner and it was just uh, just unbelievable. I, I still dream about it. Um, but the benefits <laughs> of having that hot bath, like if I didn't go to the the, uh, the onsen, I'd just fill up the tub at home and, and do it there. And um, the benefits of that for your sleep and digestion and all that sort of thing is just unbelievable. And I, I certainly felt the, uh, the results uh, greatly from doing that pretty consistently, which I don't do now. I try to do it. I sort of have started doing it once a week here. Um, but it's just not as practical and my bath just isn't as comfortable <laughs> to be fair. Um, <laughs> yeah. but it's, yeah, it's, it's quite amazing. So it's interesting. Um, okay. so look, really a couple of good tools there, I suppose, for that, that stress. Um, just to wrap it up, conquest, 10 simple steps to conquer life. How can we conquer life in 10 simple steps? Cause these things sound so easy, but can it be as easy as, as that sort of describes it? Yeah, and I didn't get to touch on some of the others, but yeah, I tried to essentially take the reader through the, a lot of the mindset uh, changes, like I mentioned before, that that I really had to go through. Like, I'll try to go through them very quickly. Yeah, because just one of the chapters, I, I really did focus on the health, and I know we spent most of the time on that. Uh, you know, and I write down all of what we kind of talked about in that chapter. But the other chapters really focus on things like discovery is the first one where. I think a lot of us, at least for myself, I had gone through a period of time in my life where it was really wasn't evaluating what what was happening to me and how I felt and where I was at. And and I, you know, I worked with a lot of companies that, you know, that's one of the very first steps that, that companies take when they're in a project or they want to start a project, like, hey, where are we at now? Where do we want to go? Yeah. And I think a lot of us forget that sometimes, you know, about what you know, that self-evaluation. Um you know, the next step is passion and desire. I believe a lot of what we want to do in our life should be pulled from, you know, having some kind of passion for it. And at the time, my passion was pretty, uh, you know, I was pretty passionate about trying to get well. And so I, I look back on even though it wasn't something from a, a more positive place, I was just trying to get healthy. Um, you know, it, it was very, a very passionate thing. I was spending lots and lots of time trying to figure out what do I do next? And then I think one of the biggest problems I had was really just believing. And that's the third thing that we can do mm-hmm. is, is, is believing that it's possible because there were so many forums that I got in and I had to almost ignore them because everybody was talking just about medication. And, and I'm not saying that medication isn't good and that it can't be helpful. But at the time, I wasn't trying to find that information. And that's what the majority of it was. And it was, you know, a lot of people struggling and suffering and it was, it was hard to believe that, Hey, I could try to try to do something different. And a lot of times when you want to do something uh, meaningful in your life, you know, it sometimes goes against what everybody else might be saying. So having, having belief that it's possible is, is big. And the next step is goals. And I, I set a big goal to get myself free from sickness without medication as quickly as possible. And I did that. And I, I think just setting goals in general yeah. uh, is something that a lot of people don't do. I think a Harvard study suggests that, you know, 83% of at least the U S population doesn't have, they don't have any goals at all. Um, so just having that simple thing and writing it down, I think especially gives you so much better of a chance to see it happen. And then the next one's uh, fear and doubt, which I experienced, you know, a great amount of, you know, just doubting whether what I was doing, was really helping. And the way I saw that was just by continuing to take action. And I, 
I kind of equate it in, in my book to jumping out of a, a plane, skydiving. I, I've done that before. And I remember the time all the way up to getting out, up into the plane, the time before jumping out, I was, you know, getting more and more fearful what was about to happen. And then as soon as I jumped out, I was actually quite relieved. You know, I, I sent this, felt this sense of peace come mm. over me, which I thought wouldn't happen. But I think that's how, uh, you know, we can compare a lot of things we want to do in our lives, a lot of what we want to do and accomplish and achieve. A lot of those things are really going to happen on the other side of fear. And we just yeah. kind of have to take that first step, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So um, many things. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, I can go on, but basically, uh, you know, commitment to, you know, researching and continual learning. Continual learning is something that, that I really let struggle for quite a while. I didn't, I didn't focus as much on that. And, you know, I love how Warren Buffett, uh, his quote, you know, you're the best investment you can make is in yourself. Mm. And, um, it's really uh, the mission I'm on now. I think, you know, without that, you know, learning and discovering, um, you know, I wouldn't be where I'm at now. Yes. And, and then eventually it leads all to legacy, which is really my big mission now to really leave my own and help others, you know, as many people as I can help them leave their legacy as well. That's awesome, man. You're doing that, you know, obviously through your book, through the podcast that you got, you do some coaching as well. Um, yeah. So it all sort of links and integrates there. Where can people best reach you, mate? Yeah, so a couple of places. Uh, if you want to go and get a free four-lesson video course, and start your journey, you know, share your story, you know, start writing a book. You can do that at writeabookuniversity.com forward slash free. And then you can also check me out on my podcast. And if you're an author, you know, uh, there's a form there at dailyauthors.com. You can, you can just contact me if you are interested in getting on a podcast and sharing your book and story. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, check it out, guys. I'll put the links in the show notes. And um, Aaron, thanks once again for coming on, mate, and sharing. Yeah, Lee, thanks for so much for having me. Uh, great to connect with you. Guys, check it out, thehiddenwhy.com. All the show notes links will be there. And uh, reach out to Aaron as well. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon. Thank you for tuning in and listening to today's conversation. I really hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've been able to take something away, something to help you create a more meaningful life, a life with greater freedom, fulfillment, and happiness. Guys, if you love the content that I produce here at The Hidden Why, there are a few ways you can support me. Firstly, connect with me. You can do so in a number of different ways. You can connect with me online at thehiddenwhy.com or via social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. I would love to hear from you guys. I would love to connect with you. If you've got any thoughts, comments, feedback, suggestions, or anything at all that you'd like to ask me, you can reach me at thehiddenwhyguy at gmail.com. While you're there, guys, make sure you subscribe to thehiddenwide.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can be kept up to date with all the new episodes and happenings here at The Hidden Why. If you love what you heard in this episode, guys, or any of the others, please share the love. Share it with your family, friends, and anyone you think that might get some value. If you haven't already done so, you can also leave me a review on iTunes. Simply head over to iTunes, type in The Hidden Why, click the Ratings and Reviews button, and leave me a short message plus a one to five star rating. It helps me reach more people. Once again, guys, I appreciate the time you've taken out of your day to support my show. Until next time, you know what to do. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose, and in doing so, you will discover your hidden why. This is the Hidden Why Podcast. My name is Liam Mundelty. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon.